Meet me on the softer side. Meet me on the softer side. Softer side of your heart. Hi there, and welcome to the Skylight Books author reading series. You can find out about this and all of our other author events at www.skylightbooks.com, where you can also browse our inventory as well as order books online. You can also follow us on Twitter or even be our friend at Facebook.com. If you'd like to talk to a real person, we can be reached at 323-660-1175. And don't forget, Skylight Books depends on listeners like you to help support us. So whether you're in our neighborhood or browsing online, buy a book or two to help ensure that we'll be around for a long, long time. Thanks and enjoy. Does someone want to play Cody the Patriarch? Volunteers? Anyone? Peggy Noland, you will be amazing. Peggy Noland made this outfit that I'm wearing. She deserves a round of applause. Come on up, Cody. Oh, yeah. And then we need a first wife, Mary. Awesome. Thank you. A second wife, Janelle. And you only have one line, Janelle, but it's it's a good one. Awesome. I mean, I think it's a good line. Okay. Your uh, lines are underlined. Third wife, Christine. There's a few wives. Usually people are just dying to volunteer. Come on. I volunteer Nathan Mead. Thank you, Lauren. <laughs> Not too many lines, but they're also good. Good to see you too. Fourth wife, Robin. CA Conrad? I mean, I was expecting your hand to shoot up first. <laughs> And then someone who's not a wife in the scene is the cake decorator, who actually has a lot of lines, but they're all about cake. Maybe I should do that. Oh, thank you. You guys are brave and amazing. So what's happening in the scene is that they're voting, they're at a cake shop and they're voting to see which cake they should pick because Cody is about to marry fourth wife Robin. So she's just engaged to him right now. I'm getting you the cake decorator. I'm the cake decorator. Yes. So basically you guys just feel free to act out whatever feels right to you and uh, when it gets to your line just try to enunciate and please feel free to improvise because this is reality <laughs> the sister wives are about to vote on their top two favorite cakes in order to make a final decision as to which should be the one for fourth wife Robin and Cody's wedding you're here to help us says fourth wife Robin to the cake decorator we're going to do it with our eyes closed first wife Mary laughs the rest of the sister wives join in Okay. Says the cake decorator. Her arms are crossed over her red and white polka dotted apron. So I need to tally this up? The sister wives cover their eyes with their hands. They all have short, bare nails. 
Cody covers his eyes and hunches over in his lavender dress shirt toward the red and white checked floor. His rumpled blonde hair falls forward. Is everybody's eyes closed? Asks Cody, grinning. He lifts his hands from his face and looks around at the wives. So, we'll just raise our hand. Asks first wife Mary. The other sister wives giggle. <laughs> Cody looks around. The sister wives' eyes are covered by their hands. Cody stands up and starts dancing, waving his arms in the air. What? Says third wife Christine, removing her hand from her eyes. That's nasty. Says first wife Mary, removing her hand from her eyes. Cody sits, face red. I was dancing. Says Cody, grinning. I just thought, sugar and me, dancing. I just, anyway. <laughs> Fourth wife Robin laughs hard behind her left hand. She reaches up and wipes tears away with her right. Wow. <laughs> Says the cake decorator. Everyone covers their eyes again except for Cody, who crosses his arms over his chest and surveys the room. The carrot with cream cheese frosting? Says the cake decorator. She holds a white napkin with the types of cakes listed on it and a black sharpie. First wife Mary and second wife Janelle raise their hands. Did I forget to underline it? No. Oh, it's me. <laughs> I was focused on raising my hand. <laughs> Multitasking. Stop it! Yells first wife Mary to Cody, gently slapping his forehead. Cody closes his eyes. Okay, the white cake with strawberry filling? Says the cake decorator. Fourth wife Robin raises her hand. Cody raises two arms in the air and makes a touchdown gesture. He raises two fingers and mouths. Two, two! Fourth wife, fourth wife Robin, just think, my favorite. Cody says. Just say, just say that's the deal. His eyes are squeezed shut. The lavender of his shirt matches the lavender swirls on fourth wife Robin's shirt. Fourth wife Robin shakes her head no without removing her hand from her eyes. Okay, and the white cake with almond filling says the cake decorator. Third wife Christine raises her hand. If I had a third vote, I'd vote for that one, says Cody. If I had a last vote, I wouldn't vote for that one, says second wife Janelle. Fourth wife Robin, second wife Janelle, and first wife Mary giggle. Oh, That's all of them says Olivia, the cake decorator. The wives remove their hands from their eyes. They look around. The table is covered in the remains of cake on paper plates and empty paper cups with droplets of raspberry punch clinging to their waxy sides. I guess strawberry one, says the cake decorator. If you get to count two votes. She says to Cody, gesturing toward him with the napkin. That's all I voted for, says Cody, pointing at the crumbs of white cake on the table. He grins. That one got the most if you put two, says the cake decorator. She nods at the white cake and smiles at Cody. You're kidding me. Wow. <laughs> says third wife Christine, adjusting her thin blonde hair in her ponytail. You're a sucker. <laughs> says first wife Mary to fourth wife Robin. What do you mean I'm a sucker? I voted for it. <laughs> says fourth wife Robin. 
<laughs> suddenly gaining her voice. Next to fourth wife Robin, third wife Christine starts scooping almond filling out of a destroyed piece of cake. Her face is greasy under the yellow lights. First wife Mary jabs her thumb at Cody. Oh crap, I didn't even know. Says fourth wife Robin. I had my eyes closed. She rolls her eyes. There's a tiny bit of plum wet and wild shadow above her smudged brown eyeliner. That's why we had our eyes closed, so we could... Third wife Christine starts grinning, turning to watch fourth wife Robin. Across the table, second wife Janelle also starts to slowly smile. Oh, but Cody was the one who was like, please pick my vote fourth wife Robin. Says first wife Mary, digging into a crumbling chocolate mountain. Cody looks at first wife Mary, smiling behind his fist. Oh, and so what if what, so what does she do? First wife Mary licks chocolate frosting off her thumb. <laughs> she picks it. First wife Mary looks at Cody. Fourth wife Robin rolls her eyes and sighs. End scene. Thank you. You guys were amazing. Thank you for you can keep those as a memento if you want to. You can keep those if you want. All right. So, from wives to the Playboy Mansion, we're going to take a little tour. Um, this book is mostly about women, which is why the pages are pink, actually, um, because the book is an object and women are also objects. And so rooms are also kind of like objects and they're filled with objects as well. And some of the inspiration for this section in the book, um, which is called The Girls Next Door, um, I was inspired by the language in particular of crime scenes, which is very weird. Actually, if you Google crime scene investigation language, it's very strange. And also decorating magazines. So I thought, what if those two things were fused together as we tour the Playboy Mansion um, searching for the bodies? So let's see. We'll see if you can guess whose room this is. King's Quarters. This mammoth monarch's master suite contains carved walnut paneling and dark red valette rugs on hardwood floors. The floor is stacked with stacks of magazines and papers. There is a California king-sized bed with a row of mirrors above it. On the shelf below the mirrors are a stuffed Mickey Mouse and a Darth Vader figurine, as well as many other toys. On a shelf across the room are over 100 Hallmark greeting cards from former girlfriends. There are three large flat screen TVs across from the bed. One is turned on to Casablanca. TV trays at the end of the bed are stacked with magazines such as Us Weekly and Forbes, as well as the last two years of Playboy and several Milky Way bars. There is a Murano glass chandelier above the bed, which has 32 pairs of women's underwear hanging from it. In the corner of the room is a large fish tank with a Little Mermaid figurine and pink rocks. 
In one of the three large walk-in closets are men's Prada shirts, 10 in every color, and 30 red velvet bathrobes. There is also a row of 20 pink silk women's pajamas in various sizes shrouded in plastic. The room's opulent grandeur mixed with a casual, all-American clutter proffers it a best-of-all-worlds ascendancy. Whose room is that? Also known as half to some of us. Okay, so we're going to look at some of the girls' rooms now. Uh, pink playpen. This large bedroom is hot pink and organized. The queen bed's bright pink comforter is offset with sprays of black and white bunnies with bow ties pillows. There is also a large Hello Kitty pillow. The pink mouse and pink computer monitor accent the pink desk. Inside the main desk drawer is a plastic baggie of bite-sized mounds bars and two bottles of tantalizer body bronzing luminizer. There is also an unmarked bottle of pink pills and a pink diary with a gold lock. Inside the control clutter closet are numerous glittering gowns and themed costumes such as a sexy devil and sexy angel. The closet is color and calendar coordinated. There is a large cat scratcher in one corner. On the bedroom wall is a poster of Hugh Hefner in the style of Andy Warhol, and another of a blonde woman in a honey rider from James Bond custom-made beach bunny bikini, replicating honey's gun-to-hip pose on a beach in Jamaica. The posters give the flirty room a splash of joy. Okay. So I think I'll let you tell me would you like another Playboy room or would you like to hear about Kim Kardashian's wedding Kim Kardashian. okay. <laughs> that was easy Kim's fairy tale wedding we begin with the tinkling of chimes. Our first vision is of the white 1950s font of the Beverly Hills Arch, cushioned with palm fronds, propped against a sparkling orange sky. Then the fancy scrawl of the Montage Beverly Hills Hotel sign, followed by the European font of Scarpetta, a classy Italian restaurant. The room is noisy. Family and friends of Kim and the not husband I forgot to mention I erased her husband in the book because they were only married for 72 days. Family and friends of Kim and the not husband hug each other in designer clothing. Sisters of Kim stand in line for flashes of light. All five wear mini dresses and pumps. In the center is Kim donning tight white Alexander McQueen and a white short sleeve jacket with constructed shoulders. Brother Rob stands off to the side in a sweatshirt, hair rumpled, spooning soup into his mouth. A man in a suit stands next to him, chewing gum and moving his mouth as if he is talking. Brother Rob ignores the man. White letters crystallize in the air, rehearsal dinner. 
there is a white tent. Inside the white tent is a long white table. The table is empty and flanked by white empty chairs. In front of the table is Kim, framed by golden lights and ornate brown pillars that resemble cathedral architecture. She says, even though we are arguing, we still have this huge dinner with all our family and friends, and I'm hoping we can just forget about the tension and the drama and let's just enjoy ourselves. Her hair curls darkly down her shoulders. Her eyes are thickly lined, adorned with faux lashes. Her brows are arched, her lips nude. As she talks, her voice is soft, babyish. She looks right at us. The not husband stands on the outdoor patio of Scarpetta. Children in small suits and dresses scramble around the patio tables, touching them with tiny hands. The not husband looks down at his cell phone. He stumbles forward in our direction. He looks up at us, eyebrows raised. We are back inside the rehearsal dinner, where a blonde woman in a jungle print blouse says to the not husband, I like your suit. Where are we sitting at? The not husband asks Kim. He looks down at his suit. Thank you, he says to jungle print woman, as if he had forgotten he was wearing a suit. Hand stitched, he says, still looking down. Do you like my mustache? He loosely holds a plate of food. The not husband is taller than everybody else in the room, and his entire body is made of television static. Kim stands next to him, biting her lower lip. I stutters a skinny man, also wearing a black suit. He is with jungle print woman. I wouldn't say that, stuttering man says. Are you saving it for the wedding? Asks jungle print woman, clutching stuttering man's arm with French manicured nails. She laughs. Please talk him out of it, says Kim in a whiny voice. The not husband picks up a piece of sliced beef from his plate and wiggles it. His big thumb dips into a pile of sour cream and shredded cheese. On the morning of the wedding, shave it, says stuttering man, trust me. She'll shave it or I'll shave it, asks the not husband, staring down at his beef, pulling it. Stuttering man, jungle print woman, and Kim stare up at him, smiling. Both, says stuttering man. Like, this is all I feel like I have left is my mustache, says the not husband, tugging his beef. Jungle print woman laughs. It's the only way to send a message to Kim, the not husband says, wiggling the beef. It refuses to come off the plate. Kim, still smiling, turns. Stuttering man and jungle print woman back up, arms crossed. They look around the room. Where are we, where are we sitting at, the not husband asks. He picks up the entire piece of beef and puts it in his mouth. It falls through his body and onto the floor. He sucks his thumb loudly. Jungle print woman puts her hands on stuttering man's shoulders and massages him. She looks at Kim and smiles. Over there, says Kim, crossing her arms. The not husband leaves in a burst of crackles. Nice chatting with you. How's the wedding? Jungle print woman asks Kim, pointing at her own white teeth in a grin. It's, begins Kim, grinning. White diamond earrings glitter against her dark hair. All normal, says jungle print woman. Her lips are bee stung and glossy. We hate each other. We hate each other, says Kim, still grinning. Is that awful?
it's all normal. No, it's fine. No, when you walked in, Jungle Print Woman moves her left hand so her gold wedding band shimmers. Her right hand clutches stuttering man's skinny bicep. Did you two hate each other? interrupts Kim. We didn't really speak for the last two weeks before the wedding, says stuttering man. Jungle Print Woman looks at him quickly, then back at Kim. Yeah, she says. It's, you know, says stuttering man, shaking his head. Really, says Kim flatly. It's totally normal, says Jungle Print Woman. Because I hate him, says Kim. Jungle Print Woman laughs and says, Kim, in a squeaky voice. Every last thing annoys me, says Kim, smiling, lifting her hands like a statue in worship or surrender. I'm going to stop there. Thank you. I was going to do one more, but I think time is, I don't know how long I've been up here. Um, don't know why I'm asking you all. You're the audience. I will do one more thing briefly. Um, so there's a section in the book called Anna and Nicole Show. Um, I don't know if any of you ever saw that video um, that they presented on both CNN and also on, um, well, it was used in court as evidence that uh, Howard K. Stern had kept Anna Nicole in a drug stupor. It became known on YouTube as the clown video because in it, Anna Nicole has this clown makeup she's wearing. Um, but it's a very disturbing video and it's uh, I think also really fascinating. So I took it and I transcribed just the dialogue. So I'm going to read the dialogue to you guys now and uh, Genevieve Bellevue is going to help me. And I need to sit. No, you can stand. Can I? Yeah, okay. I, stand. I need to stand. Howard, what do you think, Anna? Is Riley going to be your new makeup artist? Is Riley going to be your new makeup artist? Have you found a new makeup artist? Because your baby, your other one of your babies, your baby down there, that one, say that again. Say it again. Let me get a shot of the baby. Let me just get a shot of the baby. No. Yeah. Put it there. Okay. You think this is a good time? To announce the sex of your baby? Okay. Talk to me, Riley. Riley, talk to me. Talk to me. For the baby? How do you know it's not a real baby? How do you know the stork didn't bring it last night? How come your butt's wet? Just turn off the music, although it might be too late. Whole tape being usable. You'll have to see. The camera. Why are you taking it off? Riley, age seven. We're going to use these first, Bunny. You can open your eyes. Close them. Now close them. I wish you could go on the water slides, but you're pregnant. If you're pregnancy, your heart's bad. If you have a broken bone or a back condition, I read the signs. Yep, you can't. Your other, your baby down there. Why aren't you pooting then, or does it hurt? She does. The clown needs some medicine. No, I don't have some. It's your baby. It's your baby. The clown needs gas medicine. She needs baby medicine. Baby, baby. That's her baby kicking you. Watch this. She isn't real. Look. She's having brain trouble. Brain trouble. It's fake. Look. It's a battery baby. Bad. She's fake. Howard, can I talk to you for a sec? 
She has major brain trouble. Get the screwdriver. Yes, take one battery out to prove that it's not a real baby. Howard, I'll go to the nursery and look, okay? It's okay. Why don't you bring it up? Anna, she's fake. Look. It's what I'm hearing, huh? It's fake. Camera, camera. Oh, my Lord. And now I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. Can I do it, Anna? I'm going to play along. I'll go get it. I'll go get it. I'll go get it. Can this come off? She might get hot. Anna. Huh? I don't know. Oh, you said open them. With a what? For a water park? I want to go. Why not? My baby's over there sleeping. I think I just have a little gas. I think I just, I think I'm just having some gas trouble. It hurts and I need some gas poot stuff so I can poot it out. Huh, do you have some? I need some cause look how big this belly's getting. Cause it's gas. Nuh-uh, it's gas. No, it's gas. And for sure, nuh-uh. A goo and you know how when you're having gas and you feel it and it's like, ow, no. My baby's over there. Don't open her skin, she might die. Can't do that. Stop it. Uh-huh. Yes, I'm your mama. Hee hee hee. I think she peed on me. Hold her head up. She's crying. She needs her binky. She needs her binky, it's crying. Get her binky, it's crying. Hmm, my baby whore. I'm gonna go give her a binky cause she don't know how to take care of a baby. Shh, you're not fake. Did you put powder in her diaper? Did you put powder? Powder right here, right that squash. The powder is this in my, by my tub. Powder, she pee pee on herself. What? Ha 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 ha. What? Hey, say mama, want your binky? What? I love you. You love your mama? Get you some new clothes on. What? 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 What you saying? Huh? Ubugubugu. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna put you something else on to wear, okay? Okay. Hey, what? Do you look cute? Hee 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 hee. Mechanical baby. Mama, 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 You get the picture. <laughs> Distant music. Angel Baby by Rosie and the Originals. All right, thank you. So, I went way too long, but it's my book launch, so. Just felt like it. Thank you.
I used to always go too short and then there would always be these like white men who would go really long, like way longer than they should. And I thought, why did they get to do that? And I am always going too short. So, but I don't want to take away Melissa's time because she's amazing. Um, and so I'm going to introduce her now. Melissa Broder, uh, she's the author of three fabulous books, Meet Heart, When You Say One Thing and Mean Your Mother, and Scarecrone. Just the titles alone are fabulous, um, but she is also amazing, and she works in... Melissa, where are you? I can't see without my glasses. Do you do PR for Penguin? Is that right? Okay, good. She does PR for Penguin. She just moved here to LA, um, and you're going to love her work, so please give it up for Melissa Broder. Light control. I have never been inside myself. Another place wants me dead. It is built in a ring around my core. Like asking a donut how to live, it can only cry and be eaten. Don't you see? Angels have tried to help me, and I smiled for them, feeling genuinely good and kind. Then after a while, I got tired of being on good behavior. They never asked for perfection, but I felt I needed to perform. And the smile stayed no matter what I did, even when dying improperly. I left everyone I knew in the other room, but I picked them back up again. Teach me to die, teach me to die. I want to create a beautiful dying. The end will need to be dark and soft, like walking home to your real mother. When I hear the word serenity, I think doped. I am told to sit and wait for it in the liturgy of moths, like there is even a choice. Like if I called, it would eclipse my sad sack of dark words. No, it would not. No, it would not. Every time I called, it came, but not like a thunderhead, not the lasers I expected, always people words or some piece of person ripped sideways, sideways spirit, below as above, and no one is watching, but please believe it cares. I must believe it cares and cares, as hurt dots the sod. Let my tongue unravel to lick a milky cord, right to my heart, with syllable and spit, though it will never be what I want, and I am going to have to resemble me as I came into this desert, broken up and full of bones, like the universe is too big to be seen all at once, like the whale was already written, like okay there is a light, but I cannot feel the nod, I will not get to feel the nod, and if I feel the nod, it isn't it.
shiny eyes. The difference between love and emptiness is make-believe. Reality has meat, but I don't care. I sit with illusion for six days. On the seventh day, God calls me lost from within. The God of love is maybe over me. I hear the sky shut. The God of love never gets over anyone. I am the God of love. You have to keep falling out. I am so full of eyes, I am going blind. In the dark, the God of love can find me. Does it have to be silent? I am going to go all the way dark. I think I am still holding on. Even dead, I am still here. Even dead, the light. Donut. Thirsty for milk and humping God's knee till God feels like a doll passed from suffering person to suffering person. I have never loved in a way that wasn't gorged or objecty, but I'm getting better at praying for all humankind in the dawn before I eat the sun. No God wants to be an old man with balls down to his knees, and I don't either, I don't think. I waver because you shouldn't just fill one space with the unclarity of another. Consecration. Yes, I put myself here. I was having a terror time. I made a muscle out of every trashy wing and crawled to you. And your soft dick is shit to me. Holy shit. In this way, I am sucking on your shit. I am trying to help your soft shit dick reach a miracle dimension. And I don't blame you for being unwilling to comply with my dream. The world is real. You are there. You like living in the end. I don't want to make the grass. I don't want to go under it. Zen is not for me. You are not for me. I hear dogs inside of me. Some are good and some are wrong. I keep feeding the wrong dogs. Sutra. Be alive briefly. Let the light love you till you can something something. Chant to make meaning, but you are no creator. Only the want of more time. Only no sun and an egg. And nothing is coming to rescue you from the cosmos. The cosmos is vomiting all over your legs, upchucking black blood, and cosmic upchucks suck. They don't even make fun sounds, just coughs. So fuck that cosmos and its lame gushes. Fuck its vagina. The cosmos made you without your consent, coughed you out, and stuck you in a bow. And what a gift, a gift to be regifted, a gift that will annul itself for stars. Inflate the slide. 
Trade a man who loves you for language. I am addicted to my thoughts. When our world blows up, there is a pink bed and two girls sitting cross-legged in pink smoke, meditating on my dick. They feed him strawberry yogurt. He gives them chimeras. Exact composition is a secret. Invent a fantasy to save me and project it on another body. I don't think I am worthy of rescue. Humble me down so low that this small bread feels like an orgasm. That is how we enjoy the world. I see lovers and they are not real. I mean, they are real, but my eyes are not. Once upon a time, the world rose to meet my plasticine eyes. The oceans flooded and carried me away, and I said, thank you, Lord, for making this possible. Then I washed up on the shore and had to start walking through an island jungle again, barefoot, pale, and salty. I cried, but not because I was lost. I cried because my body was not waterlogged enough to fall right off the bone. Judgment. When the shaman comes to town, I try to hump the shaman. I try to hump angels. I cannot untouch sublime beings. My guardian angels are mine and all for me. When they leak, they leak me. Still, there are cracks between us, and you have to fill up cracks with candy. If I am not allowed candy, I use my body. If I am not allowed my body, I use the internet. Television is going to deliver me from the internet. The angels pray over my screens. My angels are probably lonely, also disillusioned with me. I have always felt the presence of a disappointed being. The shaman says I am not dead. I am definitely dying. I am already digging out of my coffin. I dress in cicada skins. I go bright blonde. Above me is the blonde angel Raphael, and I try to make the blonde angel French me. The blonde angel has a thick tongue. He wants to talk about healing, the violence no one has done to me. Every violence I have done to me. When I leak, I leak me. What was so hell that I violenced me, that I knifed the wounds into my wings? There were always beautiful horses. There were cracks in all the horses. When I stuffed their mouths with candy, they turned to rotten. I made candy luncheons in the pasture. It tasted very desire. I poured cherry soda into all my cracks. Tell the angels to give me sugar if they do not want to hump me. A supreme being should heal me, but only for forever. see what else. Mythic. 
The universe is vacant because I am here. I brought my holes and all the men flew up inside. What got left behind are women who will save me. I want to lick a cosmic titty because God built me with these holes. So I am coming for you, God. If you are the mad cow, then I am your wayward calf. If you are the mother, I say more love now. And if you are the father, then bounce me on your knee till I feel it in my holes because that is where I need to feel it. I give a convincing sermon. I give a convincing sermon. I say the body is a coat. It is a very dark and heavy coat, but worthless. Mother Mary nods from the pews. If I give Mary all my atoms, she will plant them in a garden where ripened women relinquish their bones to make room for littler women. It is dangerous to grow accustomed to a garden. Just when the flowers soften you, they disappear. Then you are a weepy fern among skyscrapers. I don't want my soul exposed like that. Neither can you make a garden stay. Don't even try. Every plot becomes a dark city over time. I have collected many dark ideas over time. I have so many ideas, they are a second coat. Lost Choir. Every funeral is fake. Be a fake eulogy for me. Dig up the fake black flowers. Nothing left for me to almost say to you. Warm for me now. Say how good I really was. How I became my own Eskimo. The misguided knives. The sweet trash fires. Igloo of trauma and smiles. Igloo of poison and hair. So many shirts and mortal fucking love. I know it's funny cause turns to dust. The garbage kingdom everywhere, all the while the light. I'm just going to read two more poems. Um, thank you, Skylight, for having me. This is great, and um, it's really cool to read with Kate. I adore Kate, and I feel like our writing is so... Um, well, your your new book contends with reality and reality TV, and I spend my life in flight from reality, so. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's cool. Um, Tender black. Nobody bleeds white like I bleed white. Into a ditch, the shadow of my blood bag is white. I want a darker aura, like I want it to be gorgeous. Pour out light, but pour shiny black. Nobody believes you when you say you are bad. I do not believe I am fully recovered. I can't get my footing, so I grab for a human. 
all the wrong animals, and I am wrong. I am wrong in a bomb and also on the crucifix. I am wrong in the penalty for light, which is knives. You must get a weapon or nobody sees you. Germs are promising. They are my only sperm. <coughs> Spit in a ditch and grow a new you. I promised myself there would be no fucking. Rats are doing it over and over. So you see, it is not my fault. Let the brain do what it wants, it will. Blankety, blank, blank, and plenty of pigs. Cactuses I ate and then spit up. Carcasses of everyone we've ever been. My carcasses are rags. Plug me into castle. Fingers are for lots of things, but I only see one use. Everything has cracks in it, okay? Okay. I've never been a circle, but I want to fill it now. Spirit Fear. The room where I will die is everywhere. I am hiding from a signal on the road. Signal from the angels or signal from the mother. Signal from the dog who is a wolf who is me. Signal from myself that I gag not to hear. Signal from the earth and under the earth. And I hear the roar of the walls. And I eat a young man in the room of my death. I make everyone into a lantern. I make pockets of darkness so the room looks like heaven. And I declare my love to the darkness. It's cocks and it's holes like my cocks and my holes. Stick a rag in my mouth for my lover. Make the dead smell like the dead. Thank you. You've been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series. Don't forget that you can check out this and all of our other great podcasts at www.skylightbooks.com. Today's music was provided by Fragile Gang. You can check them out at MySpace, Facebook, and the iTunes Music Store. Thanks for stopping by, and we hope to see you soon.